Good morning. You know, I, I came to this job, this calling, relatively late in life. Um, I was 58 when I started studying for the ordination and uh, been ordained for seven years now and serving at St. John's for five, and um, which kind of blows my mind that it's been five years, but it's been a great five years. I look forward to more. People that knew me in my former life sometimes ask me, are you nervous when you get up there to give a sermon? And, you know, I think about it for a minute, and I'm, no, not really. Um, for a couple reasons. <clears throat> One is, I believe what I say, and I try to say what I believe. And um, the other is, got this pulpit in front of me. Got a little armor here, right? I've got this white dress on, right? This is a bit of armor, too. And usually, I have a script. And that script is armor, too. Because I work fairly hard, well, relatively hard, for a week writing a sermon that says what I want to say in, in, in as clear a fashion as I can. It's a very linear thing, right? I want it to make sense to you all. I don't want to make a fool of myself up here. And, you know, the other reason that, that I don't get too nervous when I do this from here um, is that you're my friends, and I hope that you'll cut me a little slack. Right? I hope that your expectations get met, and if they don't, I hope that's okay too. So this is a very safe place for me to preach from with a script. This is not. And the reason I decided to do it from here today is because when I read this gospel, today's lesson, to me, it's all about vulnerability. It's about the, the disciples locked in a room for the fear of the religious authorities. It's about Thomas coming to them and saying, and, and then telling him, hey, we saw Jesus. And him going, yeah, so you say, right? But I'm not going to believe until I see for myself. I love this story because this is my story. And it may be some of your stories too. I love Easter. It's my favorite celebration of the year. You know, it's about rebirth, resurrection, hope, joy. And like Jimmy said last week, it's hope and joy in a world that is a mess. I mean, that's undeniable. Just because we have a risen Lord 2,000 years ago, he was risen into a world that was a mess. Last Sunday, he was risen again into a world that is equally messy. 
And yet there's hope. And yet there is resurrection in this strange world that we find ourselves in. So Easter's my favorite Sunday of the year. You know what my second favorite Sunday of the year is? It's this one. It's the Sunday after Easter when we get to hear Thomas, the twin, not doubting Thomas, He's never called that. We've put that label on him. We get, to hear, we get to hear the story of Thomas the twin. And isn't that an interesting name for a person to have? Because usually twins come in pairs, right? But we never hear about his twin brother or sister, whichever it may be. He is identified as the twin. And I can relate to that. You know, because I am of at least two minds at any given time, often more than two minds, but I have this strong faith, and I also have this strong skepticism. Both, I think, are healthy. I think it's hard to live in this day and age, this scientistic day and age where we rely on our intellects and our rationality to such an extreme degree, I think it's hard not to be skeptical, right? These, if we're honest about it, these are outrageous stories that we tell every Sunday. These are stories that take a leap of faith to enter into. Maybe you can relate to that, maybe you can't. Maybe you've never had any doubts, maybe you've never had any skepticism, and maybe you have. And this story tells us that it's okay to have some skepticism. And in fact, maybe that is the path that we have to take to get to my Lord and my Savior. Because Thomas came into a room full of people who had seen the risen Lord, said, I won't believe unless I see What? His wounds. Unless I can see those nail holes in his hands. Unless I can put my hand into his side. Where the Roman soldier had pierced him as he was hanging on the cross. Thomas says, unless I can do those two things, I'm not buying this. And then, for the second time in a week, Jesus shows up in a locked room and says, peace be with you. That's Jesus' message to these people, to these fearful, vulnerable people. Peace be with you. And he says, hey, Thomas, come here, come here, look. Here's my wounds. Here are my wounds. And that is what convinces Thomas, my Lord and my Savior. Jesus doesn't come back in a perfect, unmarred body. He comes back with his wounds intact. Transformed, transfigured, resurrected, and wounded. And I think that is such a beautiful thing because 
I think that it, to me, it speaks to the fact that even though we live in the resurrection, we're all wounded. And it is our wounds that bring us together. It is our wounds in some strange way that make us whole. The disciples were working without a script. They didn't know what's next. They didn't know how to go forward. But they knew that they had been in the presence of a risen Lord. You know, the story, we will hear the rest of the story. We will hear how they went forward. But that night, the only message that they were given was peace be with you. One of the things, one of the interesting things about doing this without a script is something I kind of worried about was not so much forgetting what I wanted to say, but knowing when I was done. I think I'm done. <laughs> Amen.